Good morning. It is time to get up with a pair of Sunday night statements. The Eagles hurt so good. While Aaron might be hurt so bad, his season could be over. Meanwhile, Tampa Tom, terrible. The Bucks breakdown versus the Browns. Was it the final straw for the greatest the game has ever seen? And then a Trevor takedown. Lamar going at it on Twitter. What the actual heck is going on here? We got a lot to cover, and we'll do it all as we get up with you on this Monday starting right now. Delighted that you were there. Hope you enjoyed the football weekend. Hope the Thanksgiving all all went. What up, RC? (laughs) You might have confused a lot of people. There's a lot of people at home who really don't get it. Dominique Foxworth is in for Rex today. RC is in D.C. where he was there for the honoring of Sean Taylor yesterday. Danny is here, and we start with a Sunday night statement. Last night, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles hosting Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. How many last chances could Green Bay possibly have? First quarter, they're down 7-0. And Dan, this is not the idea Aaron Rodgers had earlier. So the defensive line pressure forces the quarterback to move. He tries to be aggressive with the football downfield. Credit Darius Slay stays with his guy. Ball pops in there. Early turnover. Tip, pick. Eagles get it back. Miles Sanders, 15-yard touchdown. Eagles in control. Philly ran this play like eight times last night. You pull the backside tackle in Lane Johnson. He leads the way. Really good vision by Miles Sanders. Early turnover, two touchdowns. Extra point, no good, so it's 13-0. Packers get a touchdown, 13-7. Here's another. Vintage, right? Great shot. You get man coverage, back of the end zone, pins it right on his chest. 14-13, Green Bay. Now here come the Eagles. Dominique, Jalen Hurts ran for 103 yards in the first quarter. These were scrambles like they didn't know he was an athlete, and it kept (laughs) happening. It was like, do you guys know he could actually run? Can we play man coverage more? (laughs) Two plays later, Danny. Power football Eagles back in front. This Eagles offensive line continued to dominate the line of scrimmage no matter where the ball was snapped. So next Eagles possession as they're trying to take control of the game. A.J. Walker, but the ball's coming out. A.J. Brown, ball pops out. A little bit loose with the football here at Green. You saw it last week against Indy. They credit Green Bay's defense. They rip it out, and then there's a convoy between Quay Walker and Jair Alexander. Early Really good field position for the Green Bay offense. My bad. It was A.J. Brown. Quay Walker is the scoop. As you mentioned, Eagles 13-yard line ensuing. Packer drive. Rodgers ensuing. Look at the pressure. Look at the throw. Vintage again. He scrambles out to his right, and then Aaron Jones does a great job going back to his left. Throws it right on his face. Another missed extra point, so we're tied at 20, but not for long. Hurts, Watkins, touchdown. I just love the trajectory and the pace of the ball. Corner stays on top, takes a little bit off to allow Watkins to adjust to the football. Big-time touchdown. Early third quarter, this is where they start adding injury to insult on a third and long. Rodgers, Dominique, there's a team meeting at the quarterback. Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is not built for that because no human is built for taking hits like this over and over again. They fought, but this was ugly. Yeah, Rodgers, you see him getting mobbed. He's getting looked at on the sideline now watch here as he throws this 11-yard completion to Christian Watson. Dan, he's down and he's not getting back In up. In that situation, that's when you sit there and you go, something's not right. You know, you don't feel right. He's bent over and obviously jogs into the locker room. telling His body's telling him something's not accurate. It's a rib. You'll hear from him on the injury coming up. Meanwhile, all you need is love. First Packers drive of the fourth quarter. How about Watson in a long play? So you're telling me under center play action pass works. No, who would have thought? Really good job of putting the ball out front for Christian Watson. And then you see why they drafted him in the second round, the big body speed. 63 yards. It's a one-score game. Packers get it back down 10, third down. Love looking for something not going to be there. They wind up kicking a field goal, and they never get it back. Eagles hold on to win 40-33. to Aaron, how about the injury? That's ribs, um, and it was in the first half, and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing, and 
rotating my upper body. So I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well. So I want to get that checked out. Let's say you don't win next week with all the injuries. Is there a reason to finish the season out? Or is it time to heal? Will it be time to heal up and take care of stuff? Yeah, I don't really want to take my mind there. But as long as, as, long as we're mathematically alive, I'd like to be out there. He'd like to be out there. Ryan Clark, should Aaron Rodgers play again the rest of this season? Hell no. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, sit it down. You're done for the season. Go wear those long little sweater things, man. <laughs> Slick your hair back. Drink your scotch. You've earned it. Like, you got beat up this year. And actually, you aren't playing very well. And if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I do want to see what I have in Jordan Love. I do want to give him an opportunity to show not only the organization, but his teammates that he can be a guy that can lead this team from the quarterback position. And on the other end of it, we all know that Aaron Rodgers double dutches with retirement every single offseason. Give him a chance to sit down and see if he truly likes sitting at home while the Green Bay Packers are playing. You're not going to go to the playoffs. If you got to the playoffs, you're not going to win any games. And part of the reason that you're not going to the playoffs and aren't playing well is because of your aging, ailing quarterback. Sit Aaron Rodgers the rest of the season. I know somebody may disagree, but even Dan has been begging for Matthew Stafford to sit down. The Green Bay Packers ain't much better. Neither is their quarterback. So allow Aaron Rodgers to watch, allow you uh, love to get an opportunity to play, and then move on from there. So you said, the first thing you said to me this morning was, the Packers are in a terrible situation. Why? Worst case scenario for the now and the future. Because the reality is this, Tarsi's point, they're out of the playoffs. Okay, so now you have to make a decision. Is Aaron Rodgers so beat up and playing poorly because he can't play anymore or because of all the injuries that have impacted his season? I don't know that answer. Only Green Bay does. But then the also flip side is they've got a quarterback in Jordan Love that they drafted in the first round. He's in his third season. They know absolutely nothing about him. So the, do you want to go into the fourth season of that rookie year contract with Jordan Love not knowing any clue about can he play or not? The expectations are still going to be high going into next season for Green Bay. They are still Green Bay. And the reality is this. If they decide to sit Aaron Rodgers, do they then determine that he can't play anymore? That they're going to try maybe to move on from him? Because you can guess wrong, and all of a sudden you can realize, oh, he played poorly because of all those injuries. And let's say that they decide to continue to play Aaron Rodgers and don't play Jordan Love. Well, what happens if Aaron is done? What happens if he can't play anymore to the high level that you expect? It's not that bad a situation. So, yes, he double-dutches with retirement. This time he jumped and he got whipped real hard with the rope, and it hurt That's real bad, and he's out for much of the well. season. For, or he should be out for the rest of the season. That's fine. But arguing that they're in a terrible position going forward, this team is hard, and they fight, and Aaron Rodgers is injured. He's back-to-back -back MVP. He's not done. Maybe he's not I MVP. agree. Yeah, so this is not a bad situation. I can look around the league and point out some real bad situations situations. What they have there is a really talented roster that is underachieved, but what I saw from them last night is what I've been seeing from them week in and week out. They're getting whooped, but they're fighting. They go down by a couple of touchdowns, and they push back. This but, team is not guys, done guys, for next season. They're done for this guys, season, but not next season. RC, go. Don't, don't you do that. Don't you do that, Dom, because you know the other team we talk about like that? We're like, hey, they be getting whipped, but boy, they fight. The Detroit Lions. 
So right now, what we're saying is the Green Bay Packers are the Detroit Lions. And it's okay to be the Detroit Lions when you once only won zero games out of 16. It's not okay to be the Detroit Lions when you have a two-time reigning MVP and you're in title town. So let's not say it's a great situation. What it is, is a team that's underachieved. It's no reason to say that they will achieve at the level that they're supposed to next year. I do think it's a bad situation. It's not necessarily dire, but what I do believe is not playing Aaron Rodgers going forward is the thing to do because you need to know what you have in Jordan Love. You need to see if the team can play better with him. And if Aaron Rodgers is ailing, that's the issue. The only thing I say is this. What's going to give you pause is 2019 Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers only throwing 24 touchdowns and four interceptions when he said, you know what? My off year is a great year for other people. So you're going to be scared to move on from him. But this year, I think he's done. You can't move on for him. And once they sign that contract for Aaron Rodgers, the extension, Jordan Love is not the answer. Whether he balls out or not, he's not the answer. They're stuck with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to ride it out with Aaron Rodgers in this coming season. And I don't think that's a bad situation. That's the only point I'm trying to make is Aaron Rodgers has injuries. He's really talented. This team is talented. They're going to be fine going into next year. This was a wasted season. That's fair. Final word. My my pushback is this. We can't sit here and... and kind of mock the double dutching of retirement, but then sit there and say, well, you're going to be fine moving forward with Aaron Rodgers. Only Green Bay knows, does, did the play slip this year because of the individual's ability or because all the other variables attached? And that's what has to make this Watson determination. Watson is good. Watson that's is what's going to have to make this determination. I would argue they're the last people I would ask because they decided he was done three years ago and they right. traded up to draft Jordan. But they Ball. also yeah. just gave him a ton of money. By the Right, because they got it wrong that time. I wouldn't count on them to get it right this time. Having said that, when they drafted Jordan Love in 2020, they traded up to get him. They traded up to take that quarterback ahead of the other quarterback who was on the field last night. Jalen Hurts went in that same draft. And you made an interesting comment. Who was it that made the comment to me this morning? I think it was you. That he has not played one bad game. Every, all year long, he has me. not had one game. It was R.C., sorry. R- <laughs> well, whoever it was that said it. it was Someone said it in the meeting this morning. I don't remember. I have a lot of things going on. But one way or another, Jalen Hurts has not been the problem in a single game all season long. R.C., go. He absolutely has not. I mean, you go back to the game that they lost, and it's a ball that hit A.J. Brown in the hands that pops up in Forrest interceptions. Intercepts it. He gets the ball to Quez Watkins down the field. Quez Watkins gets up, and he fumbles the football. Jalen Hurts has done everything he was supposed to do for 10 straight weeks coming into this game. And everything that we saw him do last night shows again that Jalen Hurts is a reason this team has been winning football games. They are not winning in spite of their quarterback. When you look at the NFC right now, and I know we think to ourselves, okay, who are the top teams? You're going to say the Dallas Cowboys are one of those teams. You're going to say the San Francisco 49ers are one of those teams. If you take those two teams and you think that those guys are in it, put the Minnesota Vikings in there if you want to. You trust this year's Jalen Hurts more than any of those quarterbacks that starts on any of those teams. Now, the way you compare the rosters is the way you do those things. Jalen Hurts is going to be the best quarterback on one of the top teams in the entire NFC when it comes to playoff time. You think it's fair? I think that's fair to make the claim about Jalen Hurts, but I feel worse about the Eagles this morning than I did last night. Why? They can't stop the run worth a, anything. I mean, you talk you about almost a defense cut, that, Oh, it was close. <laughs> I was going to be excited. We are going to celebrate. <laughs> Two things about this team that concern me right now. It used to be that you could only run the ball on them in their four-man front, their nickel defense front. Last night, Green Bay pounded the rock against their five-man front. 
This is starting to become a concern. If we're going to say it about Dallas, we're going to say it about Philadelphia. Dude, they cannot cover the middle of the field. I said this a couple of weeks ago on NFL Live with you, RC. I said I would make their corners tackle, and I would pick apart their linebackers in coverage. Last night, they gave up 236 yards through the air. 219 of them came between the hashes. They got to figure it out. How to stop the run, hold up on a double team. Somebody, somebody on their defensive line hold the double team in the run game, and then you better figure out how to cover the middle of the field because teams are starting to attack it. Is their defense their Achilles heel? No, their defense is fine. The stopping the run is the issue. Giving them explosive plays is a much bigger issue. If they can stop that, then they'll be fine. The fact of the matter is this team is really talented, so when Jalen Hurts doesn't play his best game, the defense tends to step up. When the defense doesn't play their best game, Jalen Hurts tends to step up. That's why this roster is so good and why I like this team. They're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. All right, let me leave it there for the moment. That's only one game in. It was a fascinating Sunday as we continue next. Tampa Tom was terrible. The Bucs broke down against the Browns. Was it the final straw for the greatest the game has ever seen? We'll answer that question. And this, Trevor Lawrence pulls off an epic comeback. The Ravens collapse again. Lamar loses his cool. Is Baltimore in trouble? We've got all the answers. We're getting up with you on a Monday on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. 
We are back on Get Up. We're brought to you by Hulu. Get Hulu with ads for $1.99 per month for a whole year with our Black Friday deal. All right, Bucks and Browns is our next stop from yesterday. What a crazy game this was. Early third, we're tied at 10. Tom Brady, you know, Danny, he can still every now and again do something like this. Well, if they called more play action, it'd be great. But you really get good protection. You get a sell on the run game. And then Chris Godwin yesterday really looked like the Chris Godwin of old. Almost unco- uncoverable. And then you sleep the fullback out with a ball fake. Easy touchdown, Pat DeBelly. He looks like the Co'Keefe of old with that there. Bucks take a 17-10 lead. Now, uh, Bucks third and 13 of their own 17. Cleveland needs a stop, and they get it from their two big guys. Yeah, Miles Garrett around the edge was really a big-time issue in their pass protection yesterday. He gets their clown. He gets their Browns. Get it back. Two minutes to go. Nick Chubb, here he goes. I still say the best pure runner in all of the NFL. The patience, the balance, the vision, the burst by Nick Chubb was on display. Fourth and ten, ball game on the line. Dominique, how about this catch? It's clutch. It's outstanding play. Percet puts it up there, gives his man a chance. After a weird little screen pass, he makes the play of the night. That's David Njoku with a ridiculous left-handed, one-handed catch. Ridiculous. 17. Brady and the Bucks handle the final seconds of regulation oddly, so we go to overtime, and now here's Brady looking for Mike Evans. Forget that. How many times did we see that yesterday? Look what happened at the beginning of the play, though. This is awful. We're talking about one of the best young right tackles, if not one of the best right tackles in all of football. Tristan Wurtz, he's off-carded off the field. Then Brady sacked again by Garrett. Browns force a punt. They get it back, and here we go. How is Amari Cooper this open? Well, one, the defender falls down. That helps. Two, still a great route runner. A little bit of the double move, pushes up, stutters inside, goes downfield. That's when Davis falls down. Jacoby gets it to him. That leads to this in the final minute of overtime. Chubb takes it home. The Browns get the win. Let's hear from both quarterbacks after an overtime stunner. I mean, it's in no disrespect, uh, but in the words of Tom Brady, that was awesome <laughs> we just didn't score enough points you know so 17 points isn't going to do it and that's basically what we've been doing all year so I, I, I mentioned that Brady has never suffered a loss quite like that before the Bucks had a seven point lead in the final two minutes of regulation Tom Brady had never lost that game in his career you see the number which is now 218 and 1 that includes the playoffs so this was an unprecedented defeat for the Bucs. But I'll admit it. I was the one sitting up here the last two weeks after the win in Munich. They're going to get a bye. They're going to come out. They're going to start roaring down. They're going to... What? What happened to the Bucs yesterday? They're, they are a very talented, experienced team that plays quite inexperienced. It mm. makes really questionable decisions. I don't know who's leading this team. I don't know if they missed the Kangol on the sideline. <laughs> but right now, whoever's leading this team is not doing it. If it's Tom Brady, if it's Bowles, like this, just consistently doing things that don't make sense that you would expect from a young team yeah. or a young quarterback or a young offense. Not guys that most of these or a lot of these guys were in the Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. And then they go out there and do stuff like this. The RC, again, Coming off the bye, coming off a couple of wins, just when it felt like they had a little wind at their back for the first time. This feels like more than just one discouraging loss. What's your take on Brady's Bucks right this minute? I think this is a year of discouraging losses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our friend Rex, he's not here right now. He would say at least the last two weeks, Tom Brady looks five years younger. He looks mm. ten years <laughs> younger. Well, yesterday in the postgame press conference, he looked like the Crypt Keeper. And that's not what you want from Tom Brady. He is riding the highs and lows of this season, and he's wearing it in every press conference. And he should have looked that way 
yesterday because Tom Brady had an opportunity late in those games in that game to make some throws that allows this team to win this football game. And he didn't make them. And yes, defensively, you don't get stops late. And that matters because that's the defense that we expected to be able to close out games. But we also expected Tom Brady to be the closer. For years, Tom Brady has been the greatest eraser. And yesterday, he has the lead in the fourth quarter. And because of some throws that he misses, they don't win that game. And obviously, no, y'all, all you Tom Brady folks, it's not just on him. But this is a team that has underachieved the way that Dominique has said. And it's also a team that has made young mistakes in the times you need your best players to step up. And their best players have Super Bowl rings. So it is inexcusable that this team is in this position. Yeah, first of all, the, the loss of Tristan Wirfs is more important to me than the loss on the actual football field. And hopefully he's okay because he's played 96% of the snaps that Tom Brady has played. All right, let's have an honest conversation about Tampa, though. And I, what are they good at? Someone tell me one thing that they're good at. People at home, fans at home, Neek, are, what are they good at? Play action pass? They don't do it enough. <laughs> they don't, I mean, for three freaking years I've said, Tampa Bay, you guys should live in the play action world. You don't. Tom Brady's a completely different quarterback running play action than drop back right now. And then wh- what happens when you don't run play action, Dom? Second level defenders don't care about anything but run action. This is how you get unblocked guys. Look at it. that first clip, unblocked defender. This second clip, unblocked defender in the run game. It's because nobody on the defense respect if you don't hand the ball off. Look at this nickel defender. How do you guys want him to get blocked? You got to do something to make him fear, oh, they might play fake and then run something opposite it. The, you know what? I'll take that back. They do one thing well. They get the ball to the quarterback's hands. Congratulations. Congra- That's the quarterback. They, they, but that's the quarterback. They don't. You can't run the ball against the Browns. The defense, man. The you Buffalo Bills me, can't run the ball, and they pounded it for like 200 weeks ago against the Browns. You said to me last week, if, if you want to get your running game right, play against the Cleveland Browns. And yesterday, they only ran it 20 times in a low-scoring game that they had the lead most of the day. Really, they don't. They're they're not good at anything. The only thing they're good at is catch and throw by the quarterback. To your point, they're really good at play action. They don't. They run it th- the 29th most in the NFL. 29th. They're not good at anything. So a very disappointing loss in overtime for the Buccaneers. That wasn't the only overtime game of the day yesterday. We'll hear from more from the other one as we continue a little bit later in this program. And then a Trevor takedown. Lamar going at it on Twitter. What the actual heck is going on in Baltimore? We'll talk about that. Plus, is it possible the Jets have found their Mr. Right Mike White, will Zach Wilson never see the field again? White, Mike, White, Mike, White, Mike. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We're back on Get Up. One of the crazy games of the day yesterday. Ravens in Jacksonville. Four minutes to go. Ravens down two, second and 20. Lamar Jackson, Danny, how about the arm? This is sick. I mean, drift in pocket. This ball goes 60 all the way down the field to Deshaun Jackson. You're sitting there going, wow, what a great play by Lamar to really secure a win for Baltimore. God, it seemed like it should have been, but not so fast. Later in the drive, it's Lamar, it's Josh Oliver, it's a touchdown. They go up 25-20. They decide to go for two, and Mark Andrews is going to take care of this one all by himself. Yeah, Mark Andrews had a couple drops yesterday, but this is a great play, a little shovel pass. He finds a way to get physical at the line of scrimmage, grind through that defense, and get in. Ravens up seven. So back comes Trevor Lawrence, the second-year quarterback was this his best game ever absolutely third and 21 rips a 16 yard completion then he gets fourth and seven fourth and five excuse me drip from pressure throw the out route versus man coverage great ball placement keeping the game alive again on the fourth down and then more there's a third and oh six. my gosh this throw a little nod out of the condensed split up over that corner before the safety gets there you can't throw it better there is no defense for the perfect throw you're going to see it again here corner turns his back up top i'm throwing the whole shot pins it right on marvin jones's face mask that's a touchdown so so an extra point would tie it. But what? Doug Peterson oh. says, as we see another look at the great catch and the chin gets down. So after considering it, the officials do rule it a touchdown. Doug Peterson says, I'm going for the two and give it to the kid. Yeah, motion to Zay Jones over. Get on the lesser corner. He runs a little bit widened out. The ball's got to be perfectly in front. It is. 28-27 Jacksonville. They come from nine down to take the lead. Lamar's got one last chance. Ten seconds left. Scrambling. Finding Oliver. He's going to get out of bounds right around midfield. Two seconds remaining. Do they try the Hail Mary? No, they give it to Justin Tucker. Who here thought he was going to make it? He got it! It looked it's like It's going to go in! Ugh. 67 yards. Wow. It was right I thought he line. had it. But it was just short. I think everyone thought so. The greatest kicker in NFL history comes up just shy. And the Jaguars win. This is yet another game. The Ravens had lost double-digit leads in all of their previous losses. This one was just nine, but it is another game in which they had a a multiple score lead, and they blow the opportunity. RC, people are going to talk about Lamar Jackson. What should they be saying today? Man, I don't care. You talk about Lamar Jackson, you are dead wrong. And that's why the guy on Twitter found out that Lamar Jackson is from Miami, and he summoned up his ancestors, Trick Daddy and Trina, and said, you don't know Nan. And then he answered him. Lamar Jackson did exactly what you need to do. If we are down a point, 
and you give me the football, I drive down and score, then my defense has to stop you. Himbo just texted me, and Himbo said, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens defense has played the worst combined game in the history of the NFL in their four losses. In their four losses, in the fourth quarter alone, the Baltimore Ravens defense have given up 539 yards and 63 points, y'all. Could you imagine if any team walked out and for four quarters straight, they gave up 63 points? That's what the Baltimore Ravens are doing. And yes, it is Trevor Lawrence crowning achievement. It is his big time NFL moment. But that loss is on the defense. You got to make a stop. You got to poke a ball out. You got to make a tackle. You got to get them short of the, the down the game. You got to make a play on a two-point conversion. This is on the Baltimore Ravens defense. Lamar Jackson has put this team in a position to win. If you tell me, Right now, any time in life when I'm playing for Pittsburgh that, hey, you know what? We're going to give you a seven-point lead. The game's going to be close to the end, and we're going to put the football in the hands of a second-year quarterback. I'm going to say, you know what? Send Ben home. Send home Jerome Bettis. Send home fast Willie Parker. You can take Mike T. home, too. Leave the 11 dudes on the field and Coach LeBeau out here. We'll see y'all in the locker room after the shower. That's on the Ravens' defense. Because you had a great defense, and obviously this Baltimore defense is anything but. And I should have explained when R.C. was talking about the Twitter exchange. Lamar Jackson did respond to a tweet yesterday. Someone tweeted something nasty at him about the contract, and Lamar tweeted back, and there's literally not one word of it that we can show you on television. He did subsequently delete that uh, post. So that's what R.C. is referring to for those who don't know. Neat. You're right about the defense. However, if Lamar and Andrew and Trick Daddy and Trina, the rest of that offense is the rest of slipping slide because they don't have no talent nowhere else. <laughs> Nobody can get open. As soon as Rashad Bateman went down, this they Wednesday. were done. So Rashad Bateman, they've been looking for a number one receiver in Baltimore for a long time to help out Lamar and to be able to, yeah. to attack the deep portion of the field. And also, the things that teams were having success with against Lamar was blitzing. The way that you get teams to stop blitzing is not to protect the blitz, it's to right. make them pay. Right. It's to make them pay. And you make them pay by having a receiver that you can't leave in man coverage. They don't got that guy. Deshaun Jackson is Deshaun Jackson. Sure, he's, he's incredible, years old. but he, if he's the guy who's your big play threat, that's a problem. So not to disagree with RC, he's absolutely right. You get the ball, your defense should be able to get a stop. They haven't been able to do it at all all year. But this offense also needs some help. They need somebody to be able to beat man coverage. I agree. They miss Rashad Bateman. Here's my thing. Baltimore's a great team that doesn't play great when they need to do it the most. Mm-hmm. And then offensively, you look at yesterday and you go – Early downs, the lack of willingness by Lamar to take the simple, easy, basic completions, that's what hurt this football team yesterday. First and 10, no one's open, okay? The check down is going to be wide open. But Lamar, like, runs around. And I know, like, this is the we don't have a receiver, and he goes and gets eight yards, and we love it. And he's like, oh, that's a good play. Not really, because eventually it's going to hurt you. Second and eight, they call play action shot again. The back is going to be completely wide open. Guys, look where he throws this ball. You, Nick, come on. There's five Jags in the frame and only one Baltimore Raven. There's a difference between, like, are you being aggressive or overly aggressive? Lamar on first and second down averaged throwing the ball downfield 11 yards yesterday, 12 incompletions. So we talk about it with Josh Allen. We talked about it with Patrick Mahomes, the great quarterbacks. On those early downs, when defenses are telling you, you're not throwing the ball downfield, 
the, the you got to fight that, like, I got to go make that play and take some of those simple throws. And on the flip side, maybe, and we'll talk more about it a little later, maybe yesterday was the day Trevor Lawrence joins the conversation. Oh, no question. Of the really good young quarterbacks in the NFL. A conversation that, of course, includes Joe Burrow. How about him yesterday? Let's show you. Bengals and Titans. And that game yesterday, a rematch of a playoff game from a year ago. Had that kind of intensity. Early second quarter. This might be the craziest play so far of the NFL season. Play action, pass screen. Derrick Henry does a great job of getting to his location. No alien should be able to Look be this go. big and run this fast. Credit Cincinnati for chasing oh. the ball, popping it out, and then Traylon Burks recovered. All you young kids who aren't at school yet watching, this is why you always run to the football. That's Cam Taylor Brick punching it out. Traylon Burks, uh, Burks, the rookie, this is his first NFL touchdown recovering the fumble from Derrick Henry. Crazy yep. play. Titans a 10-3 lead. Now, Joe Burrow, how about this? Greeny, this kid is just so good, man. It gets outside of the pocket. It's third and 12. Back sees it the same way. Finds that completion to him. He consistently does all the right things. They ran the ball efficiently yesterday. Three tight ends on the field here. Pull people, pound the football for a touchdown. Playing without Joe Mixon, playing without Jamar Chase, tied at 10. Three minutes to go in the third now. Titans down 13-10. Ryan Tannehill. Great job by Tannehill in their play action, giving Traylon Burks the opportunity, and then he goes up and makes a big-time strong test get. Look at this clip right here. Watch how he fights through the defensive backs, pass interference, Neek, to make sure he goes makes that really big-time catch. Yeah, we snuck that one in. Titans kick a field goal, tied at 13. Start of the fourth. Bengals first and 10. T. Higgins yeah. stepping up in the absence oh, of Chase. Oh, weird. Another perfect throw by Joe Burrow. Just in between that cover two corner to float it over the top, and then they got the goal route. I love the trajectory on the ball. T. Higgins, big body guy, right? Give him a chance to adjust with his body to go make that catch. Talk about passing appearance. Bengals take the lead. <laughs> now, here's how the game hey gets decided. It's a four-point game. Cincinnati, with under two minutes left, kicks a field goal. It's going to make it seven. Tennessee is going to get one last chance, except they're not. Kevin Strong with a personal foul for hitting the defenseless snapper. That's a penalty. The points come off the board, but so does all the rest of the time. Mike Vrabel can't believe it. The Titans never get back on the field, and the Bengals, just as they did in the playoffs a year ago, knock off Tennessee. And what do we say about Joe Burrow doing it without his two most important weapons? Yeah, Cincinnati should scare the hell out of everybody in the NFL, not just the AFC. I mean, what's happening right now in Cincinnati, so they've won their last three games without Jamar Chase, who's arguably their best offensive player outside of Joe. Joe has two superpowers, really. A, a, a bunch of them, but two. One, no matter who he's playing against, the style of football that is needed to defeat that team is on display. Like, one, not there. Two, not there. Great, take off. The last thing you want to do against Tennessee's defense that plays a lot of really unique zone coverages and great pass rush, hold the football. So you got to play really fast as a quarterback. Run two, get the ball out. And then his ability to make the proper throw. The right throw versus what the defense is. Right? It's first and ten. They're going to drop back underneath. you got to Float that ball over that driving, dropping linebacker to your tight end. That's just his superpower. It's not, oh, this guy's open. It's, oh, this is the right throw versus the defense and the coverage in that moment. That's why I always say, the difference between accuracy, throwing it to your guy, the difference between ball placement, throwing away from their guy, and Joe has that 
as good as any quarterback in the NFL. So this team made the Super Bowl a year ago. What do you think of them right now, Nick? I think they're better this year than they were last year. They got some issues at cornerback okay. because the injury there, but their, de their defensive front is really good. And Joe Burrow has gotten better. We don't talk about him in the same breath as we do Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen, but we should at least with Josh Allen. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. Patrick Mahomes, but he deserves that. One thing that he's done that you rarely see, it's something that I preach all the time, is that you feel like quarterbacks are made by their situation early in their careers, and most of them fail because their situation early in their career. Joe Burrow came into a pretty bad situation totally. and has been succeeding. The situation getting better around him, which is to your point, why everyone should be scared. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't a pretty bad situation. We were speculating what he refused to go to Cincinnati. Yeah. Two years later, he had him in a Super Bowl. How about him, RC? I think what you listen to Dan and Dominique talk about is how good Joe Burrow actually is at quarterbacking. And I don't think we give that as much credit as it deserves. It's not about the things that Josh Allen can do, can Patrick Mahomes can do from the standpoint of athleticism and talent. Joe Burrow does all of the things that you can't account for, all of the things that are intangibles. He has them in drove. And when you think about this defense and Lou Anarumo, who's the defensive coordinator, who I think should get an opportunity to be a head coach, they understand how to morph each and every week, especially yeah. in the front seven, to yep. do exactly yep. what you need to do to put pressure on the quarterback and stop run games. This is a team that's going to be difficult to beat in the playoffs, and they can go on a run much like we saw last year, especially if number one comes back healthy and is explosive as we've ever seen him. Super quick. Right now, the MVP in the NFL is Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavalo, and Patrick Mahomes is a three-person race. Do not be surprised if in another month Joe Burrow is in that conversation. Remember, he missed all of training camp and all that with the appendix and everything else. Since he has gotten in the flow, he has been brilliant. Meanwhile, the weekend is not over. Week 12 Monday night matchup tonight. T.J. Watt and the Steelers taking on Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Let's go, Jeff! And the Colts, 8 Eastern on fighting Saturday. Uh, ESPN Deportes, ESPN at Monday Night Countdown. Starts your coverage 6 Eastern. Coming up, is it possible the Jets have found their Mr. Right? And Mr. White, will Zach Wilson ever see the field again? We'll answer that question. Plus, it was unthinkable a week ago. Could Alabama actually sneak into the playoff? Oh. I'll ask Paul that question. Wait till you hear the answer next. Get up on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank <laughs> you. 
We are back, Jets, Bears, yesterday, which means the two dynamic young star quarterbacks. That's Justin Fields. That's Zach Wilson. We didn't see either one of them. We did see Mike White. And Danny, he saw Garrett Wilson. He knows he plays on his team. What a concept. Really good job by Garrett Wilson of fighting through some physical contact by the defensive back. Touchdown, Jets. Did I mention Garrett Wilson? Dagger concept. Play fake. You got a big in route right over that linebacker to Garrett Wilson. Great job of catching the ball and then doing something with it when it gets in your hands. Meanwhile, the strength of the Jets is not their offense, despite how good it generally looked yesterday. It's that pass rush. And they've got waves of it, Greeny. There's so many different guys that fluctuate through this defensive line. Bryce Huff comes unblocked. And so they force a punt there, and then they get it back in. Oh, the Jets have a player on their team by the name of Elijah Moore. No, Mike White knows that. I love the drift in the pocket to his left zone and the float throw over the top. And so Mike White throws for 315 yards. Three touchdowns, no picks, and then after the game, as he's being interviewed by Pam Oliver on the side, just look at teammates just got to come over and they're yeah. enjoying the moment with him, which led many of us to surmise they like him. This team not only believes in him, but they like him. RC, why are you making that face? <laughs> hey, man, you want to you wanna see a happy man or a happy woman Take them out of a real bad relationship and put them in a good one. Yeah. Or put them in an average one. Because yeah. just because you are no longer in that terrible relationship, you actually feel kind of good. You feel all right. Voice you know what I mean? Like so much so it'll have you like Kadeem Hardison at Whitley's wedding saying, baby, please. And they didn't even write that. That was improv. Listen, oh. Mike White. Mike White played well, Greeny. Mike White played really good. He threw three touchdowns. Since Zach Wilson has been drafted, there have only been four three-touchdown games for the New York Jets. And Zach Wilson ain't got none. He don't have none of them. Mike White has two of them. Mike White goes out and plays well, but I'm telling you, Greeny, this is just the start to me to a bad situation. Mike White's a fine quarterback. Mike White is not your quarterback of the future. Mike White did play so well, though, and is liked so much better than Zach Wilson, you actually can't put Zach Wilson back in the game. So what do you do? Do you say to your second pick overall, you know what, you're yes. never going to play, and we're going to yes. replace you with this guy we can't win a Super Bowl with? I think this is a bad situation for Robert Sala and the New York Jets. I, I think this is a very easy situation. Zach Wilson doesn't play again for the Jets until Mike White proves he's not capable of it. That's that, that, I, they, they're very simple. Jets, the Jets are undefeated this year when they score 17 points. They don't need a superstar quarterback to not only get into the playoffs but make a run because they're defense. They're undefeated when they score 17. This offense looked be the best it's looked in two years. Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore play on their football team. And this quarterback saw. I'm not sitting here telling everybody that this dude's Joe Burrow or Tom Brady. What I'm telling you, he's a professional. He's an adult. The offense operates so much quicker with Mike White in. He sees the field so much better. There's no way that you can go back into your locker room right now and be like, oh, Zach, we're going to get you back in. Now, I don't know what that means five weeks from now because the next two weeks they play Minnesota and Buffalo. But, Jets, there is no way that you turn away from a guy that just did this. I don't care if it was against the Bears defense. Dominique, I got a text from Rex Ryan, who is not – he's in uh, Qatar, but he did send me this text. And he said, if this team gets professional play from their quarterback, they can go a long 100%. way in the playoffs. So it's interesting that Dan just used that word. With Mike White playing 
reasonably well. There's a bad Bears defense when they're healthy, and they were all banged up yesterday. So don't read too much into that yesterday. Can this team make a playoff run with that guy playing quarterback? Absolutely. I, I think they're in the playoffs right now, and to continue on a different world reference, it seemed like that when they were out there with Josh, he was out there like Dwayne Wayne with the glasses, with the see-through glasses. Then yeah. Mike White, he flipped them things down and got the shades on, and things got a whole lot cooler. So, yeah, I think that to, to RC's point off the top, yeah, he's not great, but he's better than what they were dealing with. And uh, for Zach, hopefully this is the wake-up call that he needs to be better either there or somewhere else. I'm not going to delude myself into thinking that Mike White is like, like you mentioned, he's not Joe Burrow. They don't need him to be, but though. You're right. They don't need him to be right now. They're going yes. to need him to be at, to be some version of that at some point. RC, mm-hmm. is Zach Wilson ever going to start for the Jets again, this year or next? Mm, no, I don't think Mm-mm. so. I don't think so. Because the, the, the only chance you have, Greeny, is if Buffalo and Minnesota just play so well in the n- next two weeks that you can blame those losses on Mike White and then look at Zach Wilson's record and say the only two losses he has this season are to the New England Patriots. I, it's it's going to be a thing that they have to want Zach Wilson to get back Zach in the game. Wilson. But when you see the way the team plays and the way the team reacts to Mike White, and I think any quarterback not named Zach would be yeah. in that same situation for this team, that's a big problem. Super quick. Yeah, Zach Wilson is a high-profile cameo, just like when Tupac showed up on Different World <laughs> that time. Super quick. <laughs> the Jets do not need Mike White to be great, just like the 49ers don't need Jimmy Garoppolo to be great, and that's who the Jets are. It's ironic you mentioned wow. that because that's the quarterback I want next year, but we'll talk about that another time. In the meantime, it was an enormous weekend in college football with huge yeah, playoff implications. Let's start with this. Clemson out. Their playoff hopes ended Saturday, as did a 40-game winning streak in Death Valley as they lost by one point to South Carolina. LSU out. Their dream to become the first two-loss team to reach the playoff ends as they are beaten by their rival Texas A&M, 38-23. And in Columbus, Michigan in, rolling to a 45-23 win over Ohio State. The Buckeyes 28-3 in an incredibly impressive second half. Here they are, Heather and Paul. And before anything else, Paul, I cannot tell you how many texts and tweets I got yesterday from people saying, you got to ask Paul about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh now. So let's start with that. What do we say about the coach of the Wolverines this morning? Greeny, this this is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, transformation in college football history. Two years ago, he was this close to getting fired. They slashed his contract. He survived because of covid and what does he do? He runs the table two straight years in the regular season. He's in the playoff two straight years. And he absolutely owns his rival two straight years. And suddenly, Jim Harbaugh is no longer on the hot seat. And some people are pointing the finger at Ryan Day at Ohio State. That's how great this has been for him. Well, very quickly on that, because, yes, the Ohio State fans have lost their ever-loving minds when it comes to him. Should Ryan Day, I, I will get to the playoff stuff in a second, I promise. But, Paul, should Ryan Day be on the hot seat? Oh, gosh. No, absolutely not. He's been in the playoffs. He played. He went to the championship game. And the last two years, he's lost to his rival. Uh, in no way uh, should he be on the hot seat. Exactly right. The only two losses he has in his career in the Big Ten are those two Michigan games. Okay, so, Heather, now we come to you. I think we all know what one, two, and three are going to look like tomorrow night. Then we got USC sitting there, Ohio State, and Alabama. How does it get sorted out for the other teams in the top six? 
Well, I think you could argue who's number one to start. Georgia and Michigan have a case, but here's the issue. How far does Ohio State fall? Look, this could be very easy for the selection committee because if Georgia, Michigan, USC, and TCU all win, there's your top four. Greeny, if you have one or two upsets, most notably if TCU or USC loses, that opens the door, not just for Ohio State, but for, oh my God, two lost Alabama to get back into this conversation. On Tuesday night, how far do the Buckeyes fall? Because Ohio State and Alabama aren't playing again. So who the committee thinks is better right now is huge for who has that edge if one of those upsets happens on selection day. And the other thing is watch Alabama because on Tuesday night, they should be ahead of both teams they lost to. LSU, which now has three losses, and Tennessee. So are the Buckeyes at number five and Alabama at number six? That's going to tell us a lot about what happens if upsets happen. Right. And to your point, they, neither one of them plays again. So we could be getting the, the message from the committee tomorrow night, Paul, who gets in in the event of that chaos? Should it be, in your opinion, Paul Feinbaum, Alabama or Ohio State? <laughs> Ohio State. Uh, Greeny, they have a significant win on the road against Penn State, which will be a top 10 team this week. What does Alabama have? Uh, we know who they've lost to. Who have they beat? How about nobody? They won at Texas on the second week of the season when the Texas starting quarterback was out for the final three quarters, and they barely won on a last-second field goal. Their other big win is against Ole Miss, which crashed and burned down the stretch. I don't think either has more than eight wins. So I, I think that is going to keep Alabama out in spite of the name and in spite of Nick Saban. So you're going Ohio State over Alabama, which leads me to ask, who are you and what have you done with Paul Feinbaum? So we'll leave that for the moment. Heather, let me come to you very quickly. <laughs> How about it? it? What is your best, what is your prediction, knowing the committee as well as you do and no one knows it better? Do you think they will lean Ohio State or Alabama? I do think they will lean Ohio State, and I think it's because of that. I go back to that win against Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame lost to USC, but that win still carries weight in the room, and that win and the win against Penn State are better than what Alabama has on their resume. One more thing before you go, just saying, that's all. How to get it uh, in there. Okay. <laughs> Steelers playing tonight. She's got the terrible <laughs> towel ready to go against the fighting Saturdays. Guys, thank you. Tomorrow night should tell us pretty much everything we need to know, and then we got the weekend coming up, and here's the featured college football lineup that we have. We got the conference championship Saturday beginning at noon Eastern, three games, and then Sunday the exclusive reveal of the final rankings and who the four teams will be that will play this year in the Fiesta and Peach Bowls, otherwise known as the college football playoff. Coming up, a pair of Sunday night statements. The Eagles hurt so good. Aaron Rodgers might be hurt so bad it could be over. We've got all the answers as we roll on. Hour number two starts next. Get up on ESPN.